You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to another episode of 2020. I'm Benny Goodman with my friends in this clearly fucking crazy, crazy world. Corey Peza and Siobhan Cronin, how are you guys doing? Pretty doing good. Great. How are you doing? Fucking alive! <laughs> I am so excited that we have our good friend Jason Costa. And you know, like a lot of people say like our good friend and it's like hyperbole. <laughs> but like I literally mean our good friend. And like in Jason Costa's book, who's the drummer from All That Remains. And you know drummers don't write books, so that's a lie. <laughs> Jason's definitely, I think, one of the funnier uh, episodes that we've had. We got him on for two episodes. This is the first of I think two. I laughed the most in this episode. Just like everything that came out of his mouth just cracked me up. So you definitely have to tune into this one. So so here's something you'll learn about the episode. Like Jason loves to give like, you know, sideways compliments. Like he'll say like you're really good at something that's not even the thing you're trying to be good at. Um, here's the thing. I think Jason's a way better comedian than he is a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> way funnier. I actually laugh way more watching him than I care about his drums at all. So we're gonna we're gonna hear about you know his start in music. Uh, he played with a little band called Diecast, which you know some of those more dedicated hardcore fans might have heard of. And also, he's going to talk about how he joined All That Remains. And he's great because he was so candid throughout the whole episode. I just like almost whenever I talk to people, I expect that's them to how kind he of is always. Up. But he was just yeah. like right there with the answer that first came to mind. And I think that's amazing when you do an interview. Well, because he has no fucks, no fucks to give. Yeah. Jason definitely gives no fucks. But he also this is one of the first uh, actually the only episode so far where the guest was in studio, at least with Ben. We recorded this back in June, uh, and this was one of the first times that Jason had uh, ventured out of his house since uh, being in lockdown. I hadn't seen any human being other than like my girlfriend and her daughter at all. Like literally, hadn't even gone to the grocery store. And like Jason and I saw each other at the door, and like we obviously were like distant, but I was just our eyes through the masks. <laughs> yeah, so it was good to kind of hang out. Jason's a drinker, uh, so I, I know at Fit least right in with us. I, I was, I was, I was going at it pretty hard for these these this episode and the next one so I, i'm going to apologize in advance for that oh, well i got so stoned that like i also didn't realize i turned up the volume on my microphone so high and i didn't have what what everybody in the music industry knows is a limiter which makes sure that like if i scream too loud that it doesn't actually blow out the which mic which you do on a so, regular basis so i, I say it's, it's a good thing you never scream into the microphone yeah so, so i told well but but it doesn't sound sonically horrible in the sense that like it's not good quality i just I'm, I'm i'm noxious but like in a good fidelity way this is literally like i actually blow out the the, the preamp oh <laughs> no my one god cares. but so back to jason though he for anyone that was isn't all that remains fan he had a lot of great stories about ollie so i definitely tune into that like some things that just cracked all of us Dude, up. He, has, he has the best story about ollie which is the time that ollie gave him a birthday gift and we're not going to spoil it but but i encourage you, you to tune into the youtube cast of this yes. because you'll get you, to see some special you footage you have there. to watch it 
2020-d.com. Go watch it on YouTube as well. If like you're at work right now and you're just listening to this, this horse shit, you have to see Ollie's gift. It, it will make your day, no matter how bad your day is. It will make it a little <laughs> bit better. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Jason played on Lost Symphony's track, Leave Well Enough Alone. And we're going to play that in its entirety at the end of the episode. So make sure you uh, stay tuned for that. But first, here's our talk with Jason Costa of All the Remains. Part one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 2020. We just got 2020 by Jason Costa. We're just going to go right into the craziness. If you haven't heard all that remains, if you haven't heard Diecast from back in the day, I found this in my fucking attic. It wasn't even like I was trying to suck up. You um, got to show the back of that shirt. I'm sorry. The front of the shirt's lame compared to the back. You're so mad at me. Wait, Ben, you, you have to like, go straight. Can't we can't see it. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god! You are such so, a bunch of assholes. Uh, oh, would yeah. never fly. Well, that sure would never you, fly. Got, now, before we even introduce, yeah. him, we got yeah, Corey Graves and Shabon. I got to show you guys the other shirt I wore accidentally the other day, not even realizing how inappropriately asshole it was. Hold on. Oh no. <laughs> Anyways, so this is 2020. Thank you guys for coming. We do have Jason Costa, drummer of All the Remains. Great dude. I wore this. Ter- terrible I, I influence. Wore this out shopping, and some dude was like, "You have some serious balls." And I had no idea. It says Black Sabbath matters. And yeah, this super, like, super five, poor taste. Five, super five poor years taste. ago, five years ago, nobody thought that that was like a bad thing. But like I wore it just because it's in like the queue of shirts because I like Black Sabbath. And then I'm like, oh, this does not mean what I want it to anymore. <laughs> so that one's going in the trash. But the diecast <laughs> one is real. So hey, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to 2020. Um, I'm here with Corey Pazza. Sometimes known as Peza. By the way, Peza. I wanted to let you know, Corey Peza, while we're on um, pronunciations, I was with Paul, our drummer, who is often referred to as Lorenco, as Lorenzo. It's actually, actually Lorenzo. Wait, I thought it was Lorenzo. You had this whole spiel it's about Lorenzo. how it was Lorenzo. It's Lorenzo. It is Lorenzo. So I was right the did whole you time. Just, did you just find that out, Ben? Because you've always said Lorenzo. He's been telling us it's not Lorenzo. Lorenzo sounds cool Lorenzo. anyway. No, I, I swear to God. I, so did I start this again? Because he's explained it to me years ago. Maybe I'm just a stoner and I perpetuate when it I, again. When, you, I, you when I asked it. you, when I asked you what his name was, you oh, it's, it's Lorenzo. That was like yeah, five, was or, that was like five or six years ago. Maybe I wrong for so long. I don't know. Yeah. So, so adamant about do, being right. Let's do this. Well, let's do this the right way. So first off, not in her normal uh, layer with her three-point light kit, but looking still... <laughs> angelic as always we have the uber talented siobhan cronin who just surpassed two billion uh uh is in forbes magazine with star set she's just a star she has not so many mostly my things. work you can thank dustin when you have she has so many better things to do than be with us then we have Corey paza um who by the way he's dating he's gaining steam dave abrazis thinks that he should mix mix his record um so you're more nice. than just a bass player and then of course yes. the illustrious Jason Costa, the drummer um, upon all drummers, the greatest traditional metal drummer of all time, in oh, my opinion. I don't know about it's, all it, that. Uh, that's how I feel you, about yeah. it. So let's just go right down to Corey because I've talked enough. Corey, how are no, you? Man, I, I'm doing great. I, uh, if you notice, I'm, I'm looking a little different today. It's because uh, Xfinity is basically murdered my internet but you look, um, you look just as good as always so i don't know what like i would not have known except for the Come on, don't feed the there. animals 
Yeah, no, it's, it's just funny. I, I've, I have this like crazy studio set up, but I just have a cell phone sitting in front of me. Yeah, but you have, but, um, you have such a, the lighting is so nice over there. It's, it's you know, great. You it's all warm. Clear. I did keep the lighting, so the lighting's good. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I do the best I can with what I got. But uh, we're super excited to have you on, Jason, because uh, first of all, it's been a while. We haven't had a chance to hang out. And, yeah, it's uh, definitely been a with, while for with, everything. Right, exactly. With everything going on, it's good to just be able to kind of touch base with people we don't get to see. I'm sure, I would have seen you at you know three or four shows at this point. Well, people don't but, realize that Jason, unlike a lot of the other people that we've like duped into being in this band, it was actually our friend before the band, <laughs> um, where Siobhan got like Long time, clubbed yeah. like a seal by Ollie. Thankfully, um, we <laughs> I actually, remember that whole story. Like a seal. We, Ollie we, was very nice. When we he knew, we knew Jason from Dobby. He used to practice around the corner for me in Quincy. Like I mean, I I've been playing shows yeah. with him since F. He saved me from an FSU gang member yeah. killing so me I wanna, I do, ben, I, I want to get into our stories at some point there's a lot of good stories to tell so let's let's start off just with a little bit of background jason now why don't you talk about your history your career uh, like a quick little you know recap of what you've done and, and what you're doing right now uh, i was in a million local bands like everyone is for a while did nothing you know, played out some shows here and there. We're, we're still doing okay. that. And then, you know, and then I, I joined a, a band called Diecast. Uh, tried my hand at hardcore for a while. And uh, they were. You guys uh, are one of the fathers of modern hardcore. Like, can we admit that? Can we go on there? There's like the Cro-Mags. I, yeah, there's like I, Blood I, for Blood. And there's Diecast. See, Benny, I don't like to make statements that big. Because there's always people no, out there. I do, gonna know better. that's my job. They're going to know better than me. We're not like the, the, you know, fathers of modern hardcore. There's probably 20 other bands I out bet there. You, that, I, bet, I bet you Kirk would tell you otherwise. We did. Yeah, Kirk, of course, would tell us otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'd, I tell you shit, he'd tell you we shit the sun if you asked him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, I was in Diecast for, I don't know, was it 12, 13 years or whatever. And then wow. I, I, I quit drumming uh, for really? two, uh-huh. two years. I quit completely. I didn't want to play drums anymore. Uh for a myriad of reasons. And then basically Phil from All That Remains pulled me out of retirement. Uh, he, he called me every month for a year and said, hey man, <laughs> join the band and we want you to play in All That Remains. And I kept saying, no, I didn't want to do it. He's like, we're, gonna do, we're, we're, doing, we're doing OzFest this year. You got two months and you know, come and play for us. No, nope, don't want to do it. I, so I didn't do OzFest with them. And then one day I just kind of got the bug to play drums and I set my drums up and we had a mutual friend. And back then when you actually talked on the phone before there was podcasts <laughs> and, you know, uh, and, and text messaging all the time, I had a friend call me on the phone that day and he's like, what's new? I'm like, ah, oh, you know, set my drums up. Literally, it's like he hung the phone up on me and called Phil. And like like, people that were trying to reel you back in. Yeah. And then the fucking fall of ideal shows up at my house literally like two days later. It's like overnight, overnight air. And, uh, you know, that and, and uh, the uh, other albums that had been out. Um, well, because one uh, thing you have to and know. I joined, that, I joined all our remains. No, but that's the thing that people don't realize is that when there's someone who's that good in the scene, people will wait like vampires. No, and- they weren't waiting. They, they went through a lot of good drummers. And for one reason or another, uh, they, they just didn't, they didn't work out. They had a lot of good drummers play, play for All That Remains. And a lot of the reasons why things didn't work out was like logistics or personality wise and stuff like can, that. Can we talk about some of the reasons, and it's fine if you don't want to, but some of the reasons why you felt like you didn't want to drum anymore, because I talk about this a lot. Like there are times where I'll wake up and I'm like, violin is too hard. I might just change careers. <laughs> and I feel like this happens to me on like a regular basis. And like, although my mind tells me like, don't do it, like you can definitely do this. I, sure. I feel like that's something that a lot of artists struggle with because we have, I mean, for me, you know, it's in classical musicians, it's a lot it's of self-doubt. No, but I would be interested <laughs> to hear your perspective on, on why. 
Uh, so that's something people don't talk about that much. Yeah, no, that's uh, some of it. Some of it. Yeah. I mean, I feel sort of like that these days in all that remains mm -hmm. sometimes. I mean, the, the, the drumming in all that remains is not easy. That's not what Corey was telling me earlier when I, <laughs> we were listening to fuck love. He was like, this is just bullshit. <laughs> oh man, that song is so hard to play. I hate, I, I hate that that you, part got can I, just, can I just tell you that like the thing I loved about that song was that anyone that ever said anything bad about your band, like being pussy, I just, that song literally is just like an ultimate fuck you. Yeah. Because when I heard that song, <laughs> well, it, literally, I mean, it was the first time I was like my dad, where I felt like the music actually made me physically ill. Like yeah. the bass, my, my, my speaker rattled itself loose in my Mazda CX-5. Sure. Oh my God. Well, to be honest with you, we don't write those songs just to tell people we're still heavy. Like we've always yeah. written. <laughs> You've you know, always been that, heavy. We've always we been heavy. This. It's just that, you know, Phil went through a lot during that time before we wrote the before we wrote the album and stuff and that oh, song really right, man yeah well, i mean that's, totally derailed my yeah. question by the yeah. way sorry yeah that's a <laughs> no, tangent no, but, it's not your fault but uh yeah <laughs> that's, that, song, <laughs> that, that, that album and you can hear phil's you know phil's experiences in in that in that whole album it's very very heavy and dark for the most part i know we do our regular songs we have mm -hmm. rock and you know our, our heavy rock songs and stuff like that and ballad and stuff like that we the same same Typical, all that remains stuff that we play. I'm, I'm sorry, Siobhan. Why don't you why don't you bring us back just, off the I'm crazy train? Uh, oh, but uh, you know why I quit drums for a couple of years? Yeah, uh, it was I was burnt out for. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I, I I'll try to make it quick because otherwise we'll be here forever. No, but, it's okay. Uh, you know, you're you're in a band for 12 or 13 years, and you're playing. You're in a van. Take your that, time. That breaks down. That drops drops the transmission all the time. You're getting yeah. paid. In pe you're getting paid in pizza, and some of these yeah. shows and, and you, exposure. You, don't forget exposure. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, and yeah, and, ex and, ex and exposure. <laughs> yeah, right. Ben is yeah. in rare oh, form tonight. <laughs> sorry, uh, the, the 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 mimeograph machine broke, and we couldn't uh, make the copies to staple to the trees around the neighborhood. Sorry, there's only fifty five uh, kids here. I forgot uh, how good your working vernacular was. Jason's very educated. In fact, if you get him going about entomology, he's 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 very knowledgeable. Just, I like insects. Yes, I wanted to be an entomologist before I was a drummer. But not an entomologist, not to be confused with someone likes words. An yeah. entomologist. For yeah, those entomologist. That yeah, can't listen. You know. yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, biochemistry handed my ass to me. I've uh, <laughs> I do have ADD, and uh, there's certain if I don't like a certain subject or whatever, I just I, it's really hard for me to retain yeah. the information. Is that why you stop drums? No. Well, no. he's trying to get to the fucking point, Ben, but you keep talking. <laughs> hey, actually, one of the reasons why Benny and I are such good friends, I love Benny, is because he's got a massive amount of ADD, but he, he takes it a step further. He, like, takes you he's on a journey ADHD. where you don't... Yeah, you don't yeah. realize that you're going to end up somewhere totally different. And by the end of the day, you're like, yeah. where the fuck am I? Yeah, he's he's ADHD <laughs> all the way. He's crazy. Yeah. And you just drop some Adderall on top of that. Hey, that was fucking mine. That's what I like it, though. It's always something to talk about. Uh, but uh, so, you know, beat and diecast, playing that, and then just... Uh, it was a hard, the hardcore scene is a lot different than the metal scene also. So there was a lot of violence. Interesting. Uh, I could literally tell you a million stories about very, very violent things that we were involved in and like at that shows or just like well, oh, everything. Yeah, dude. We everything. were like, a, we, we weren't a band. We were a fucking pack of wolves. We weren't. We, and when you're on tour with other hardcore bands, you bond with them. You are a pack of wolves. Wow. And if anyone messes with you or whatever, I mean, you, and your kids and you're full of angst and you're not getting paid and you're surviving on pizza sure. and stealing beef jerky from 7-Elevens to get your protein, I would totally just rob 7-Elevens, uh, not literally rob, but steal and everything else. I had no, I didn't have a lot of money. I was running up all kinds of credit card debt. The vans yeah. were falling apart. We were stealing, stealing parts of vans 
from, <laughs> I won't say from where and stuff, but, but to, I think to, to fix our own band. Oh, no, it's okay. Yeah. Ben told a whole story about it, how he basically conned someone into stealing yeah. a guitar for him on one of our previous episodes. Unreal, like. We were that we were a very kind of thuggy band, and uh, if I think about if I think back, I, I can't believe that none of us had been arrested and gone to jail. I mean, none of us now, were ever now arrested. I can't none even of us wear ever this went shirt anymore. Like I mean, I can't wear this in public. This is so not in vogue anymore. This is not. <laughs> yeah. This is not okay with yeah. everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so there just was, for all the people that are wondering. Oh yeah. That, so. There was all that, there was that aspect of it. Um, and then you put on top of it that, you know, I just wanted to be in a band that was, I, I never wanted to be super famous. That's why whenever everyone ever asked me since I was a little kid till even now, mm-hmm. I just want to make a decent living playing music. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's really what I wanted to do. So that band, it wasn't really doing it. Uh, I I've yeah. always felt, to be very honest, I always felt that that band, I wanted to stay heavier, but that band uh, kind of wanted to do almost too much uh, mainstream kind of singing stuff and mm-hmm. when we did the heavy stuff we were doing great and we were actually getting bigger and bigger and then we started doing that stuff and at first it was like a bump but then you know kind of went down because our heavier fans didn't like us and stuff yeah uh, we, we did what a lot of bands do and it just didn't work for diecast uh, at that point and uh i don't know i was i was it wasn't nothing against the guys in the band i love all those guys uh and it, it was nothing about the the music i like playing the songs even the rock songs is one of my favorite drum like oh, openings thanks. to any fucking record, just so you guys know. It, I, I don't care what Jason says fire about damage, yeah. Yeah, dude, fire damage. That song right there, the first time I heard that, I said to myself, is there any other member of the band? Like, I thought that like, that maybe your band would be mad at you for how loud the drums were on that no, song. No, no, no. See, what, that, that, a lot of the stuff in Diecast, like, I used to rehearse. This is another reason why I burnt out and I didn't want to play drums anymore. So I used to be the guy that practiced two hours before the band showed up for rehearsal and then they would all leave and I would still rehearse on the things that we practiced on. Like, I know like, I was in the like room down the writing, hall from you. I was, yeah, I was, I was right. I would be writing drum parts to whatever riffs we came up with that day and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, Oh, well I kind of sucked at this drum fill. So I'll do it for an hour straight. Yeah. I was that guy. So I also burnt out big time cause I practiced too hard because yeah. I was having self doubt. Am I good mm-hmm. enough? Am I, can I pull these parts off live all the time and everything? So I practiced way too hard back then. I did mm-hmm. it. I overdid it. And that was mm-hmm. one of the, another reason why I burnt out, but uh, just from practicing too much. But like a song like Fire Damage, it would be, I would be there for an hour or two before the guys showed up. And I, that, was a, that was just an exercise I was working on. That. If you guys six, haven't heard it, please go, on the, go, go to YouTube and like, just listen to this song. Because if there's anything that really exemplifies, first off, and not only imagine Jason playing it, but now imagine a guy playing traditional grip playing that mm. song because that's what's one of the most fantastic things to me is that you literally play if buddy guy was like fucking even angrier than he was <laughs> <laughs> so anyways yeah that's, is it buddy rich did i say buddy guy i meant said buddy, buddy guy rich. i wasn't buddy sure rich. what you were i thought buddy maybe rich. you knew some some buddy secret rich. nickname that i didn't no, know I'm about just high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's stupid. laughs> but uh so yeah it was just a it was a workout and they came in someone came mm-hmm. in and was like dude we gotta write a song around that and so we did that was the that was the the pre-chorus i think and we started the song off with the pre-chorus with that you know so mm-hmm. and that's how a lot of songs work out and, and all that remains it works out like that sometimes too there's a bunch of songs that i i was working on shit a little bit before the guys came in and i don't do the two-hour thing before they come anymore i'm yeah, yeah. to be honest to be it's honest with you I, I i barely practice to get better anymore and it's something that i've been working on lately and actually uh i was just talking to my girlfriend about uh t- today was uh I, a notebook. I was starting to write things down, mm-hmm. stuff that I want to work on for this next album because I feel like, you know, I've kind of gotten a little bored with the stuff that I can play. 
and we're going to be writing a new album soon. Uh, we still already started kind of working on it a bit. And I right. want to put some new different things that I normally don't do. So there's some techniques and things that I want to work on to put on the next album. But uh, it's taken until this long. I mean, I've been in All That Remains now for 13 years. And the only thing that I've really practiced to get better was I, I, I didn't do any blast beats and, and die cast. So I had to just work on some blast beats. That's it. And blast beats are pretty easy. To, so what was it, what was it that kind of transitioned you from being in that mentality of not wanting to play drums to actually breaking down and, and joining all the remains? Uh, well, I just, I started playing. I remember I just, I put head, I went, I had a little rehearsal studio in Quincy and I put the headphones on and I just, I played uh tribe called quest. Low end theory was the first thing I did. <laughs> did did I just, he, by the way, it, just so you know, I was, I told you, and this is a real story. I was down the hall from him. Did they build your room, your room up on cinder blocks in that building? Because <laughs> yeah. it all flooded. So like yeah. we were underneath like, uh, a, a, a bakery and like this Chinese bakery. They had all this crazy shit and it like flooded. So the guy was like, okay. And then we just came down one day and the entire room was built up with cinder blocks. I was basically, I feel like it it was like, you see those scenes in Rocky when he goes to the mountains to train. I feel like that's, (laughs) I was underneath the state. I was underneath the staircase. Yes. So a room built underneath the staircase. That's how much room I had. I'm not joking. The people under the stairs, the 80s style. I, yeah. I could only fit a three-piece kit in there. I couldn't even fit a real kit. It was just one tom, a floor tom, like a China uh, crash, two crash cymbals, <laughs> all a ride need. cymbal, and hi-hats, right? And my double bass pedal and snare, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I practiced to learn the All That Remains stuff, to learn two albums. Where it, it was like the first tour I did, did with them was like, I don't know, it was like three weeks later after I, after I hadn't played for two years. It was like three weeks later. Our uh, first tour was a headlining set. It was an hour and 10 or an hour and 15 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, of course. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I felt like, but it was the perfect recur- rehearsal studio to learn how to f- play that stuff because it was like hot as fuck. There was yeah. no windows. <laughs> there was a light bulb that didn't have a cover on it. And wow. I could feel, I could feel, I could feel. Way to heat. put a positive spin on that. That could oh, have been real. such a big. <laughs> no, and actually, that's how I went to it. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And it was like kind of like the perfect way to kind of do it, you know? And, and uh, I felt like at that point, like maybe I got something to prove now. I, I took two years off and I got something yeah. to prove. And actually, to be honest with you, no joke, it, it came back really easy. Anyone that's quit music out there that's listening to this or seeing this podcast or whatever, don't be afraid to get back into it because it actually comes back, especially if you played for a long time. The muscle memory comes back really quickly. And there's ways that you can, you can look online. There's uh, muscle memory techniques even to help you uh, redo your muscle memory uh, even faster, breathing techniques and stuff in between your, uh, your exercises. Well, like perspective-wise, did you feel like you had a different perspective on drums? Like, because no. I know sometimes if I take, no, if Not I take really. some time off guitar, uh, especially if I'm doing a lot of like uh, gigging and stuff, and then I, you know, I'm doing more studio work and producing and I'm not playing guitar, like writing and, and riff-wise, I can kind of always, I feel a little different with like that little bit of a break. So you uh, just, you just like kind of came right in back a good way? Are you saying like, yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Like, like, you know, oh, yeah. especially if you, if you sit, I, I used to play eight hours a day when I was younger. That, that was like, just, that's what I Levi did. Levi says I was, you had to do it nine hours. Is that why you're only, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I'm not famous. Um, but no, so I, I would play like eight hours a day. I would get home from it school. It was that one play. extra hour, Corey. Exactly. Um, and I remember like, as I get towards like college and stuff and it, it became more of like, you know, an, a couple hours a week. Uh, and then I would take like a couple weeks off. I on vacation. I would come back and I would feel like I was better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somehow, somehow, like I couldn't no, explain no, it. True. I was just like, I guess the stuff would be more instinctual than uh, feel like uh, repetitive practice routine. 
Um, also, big, also, uh, you, also, you've yeah. developed muscle memory, uh, you know. Yeah. By the way, so do, maybe, you want, do you want to fan, Jason? Because people don't realize that there's actually, uh, there's, there's, we're in the same place. We're just socially distant. Holy crap. My girlfriend's made uh, brownies. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and Haley. Thank That's you. so nice. What, what, so, you have I'll like multiple one. people serving you right now? <laughs> Jason, J Jason, would you like to go show them the trick? Go show Jason the trick. They're going to show these up. Are you hot though? Because we could bring you a fan. I feel yeah, like you look a little hot over here. You look a little over cleft. I'm gonna go get get, get, get get the man a fan. You you talk about cleft? I think is like the new hashtag. Benny yes. has figured out how to insert Verklempt into every podcast episode. <laughs> no, but I'm, I, I agree with you, Corey, though, because like, like, for example, Thanks. when we are on tour, you know, and I'm playing a lot of like, of course, you know, when you're playing rock music on violin, it's mostly a, a lot simpler than the stuff that I like to practice, which is like classical music, sure. you know? So when I get back from tour, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to practice. And I feel like my like dedication to practicing and like my, my drive for it is so much stronger than it would be if I didn't have those moments of not having it. Interesting. Yeah, sense, you're in a different you know? situation for, yeah. for me. You know, like I, when uh, all that remains stuff is hard to play. A lot of right. this stuff is. So yeah. I'm always, I'm always feeling challenged, and I would definitely mm -hmm. maybe feel like that if I was in your shoes, where I was playing for like a rock band or, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sometimes that time off does help you renew your, you know, your interest in it. Oh sure. Or yeah. you come back and you're just like, shit, oh, I thanks. suck. I should have been <laughs> practicing the whole time. <laughs> why did, why did I take a break? This is a bad idea. <laughs> this is a really good brownie. Oh yeah, for yeah. Speaking of which, with coronavirus stuff, like I've been slacking a bit on the practicing. I just started again practicing hard. I, I went I went hard for a while at the beginning, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna burn out. And then everyone was just like, this coronavirus thing is gonna last for so long, you know. Just, mm -hmm. And then all of our shows just started getting canceled and stuff Ugh. like that. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then I just relaxed, started playing. Doesn't he look dreamy with games. his hair just blowing in the wind? Yeah, you <laughs> yes. got you got like a Beyonce fan like yeah. effect going on yeah. right now. Yeah. It, you feel better though. It <laughs> oh, you really should have refreshing. a fan. You should have a fan. You you got the locks. You got the mane of hair over here. I'm surprised I still have hair at 47. <laughs> oh Corey, what were you going to ask? Looking good. No, no. I was going to say you're you're talking about kind of how with everything going on, the shows are getting canceled, and you uh, you've been a touring musician for most of your life. Yeah, at like, this point, yeah. What what are you doing? Like what what? How has this transition been? Like what are you doing to fill your time? Oh, I, I played World of Warcraft forever. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> I, I, see, no, I know you're no, not. I, I, I take it no, totally seriously. Yeah, because yeah, I for, for real. So I, dr I drink myself to death, and uh, uh, and I, <laughs> that's that's a lie. That's a lie. Well, you're clearly still alive, so you obviously yeah. haven't Adam, gone far Adam Gilbert, <laughs> Adam Gilbert says to say hello, and he also fears your drinking uh, prowess. <laughs> well, he, he thinks you're alcohol abuse, not drum abuse. Alcohol well, to be abuse. honest with me, this- or drummer abuse. This is my first beer, so what, what are we- this Hold is on, July. show what it is, because Corey's trying to get endorsed by them. Miller Lite. <laughs> Miller Corey, Lite. Corey okay. loves Miller. You like Miller Lite and Crown Royal, by the way. Crown Royal. If there's any months, human so being that should ever be endorsed, it's well, first off, this this wouldn't have even happened if we didn't have Crown Royal because Jason said he <laughs> wouldn't play on our first song if I didn't buy him a bottle That's of Crown such Royal. Horse shit. He was like, uh, Ben likes to embellish things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bottle, I'll do it for a bottle of Crown Royal. Well, you were really drunk when you said it. You were on Crown Royal. Yeah, I, I was. I was on Crown Royal. Tell me this sounds like you. You're like, well, I thought I, I was doing do Crocodile. And then I don't ever decided, do anybody's fucking records. I didn't want to be a zombie eating people anymore. So <laughs> yeah. I, instead, I, I went on Crown Royal. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, you look so bummed. Oh, my God.
That is a good transition. Why don't we talk about how, like, uh, obviously, uh, you know, Jason, me, Ben, we, we go back a little ways, but how did we get you involved in this project that at the time really wasn't even a project? Uh, Benny came out to a bar that we were drinking. I mean, we, every now and then, Benny <laughs> will meet me at a bar. I'll meet him at a bar. And... Himself in his yeah. <laughs> and... It's more of like Jason putting out a call to arms saying, who wants to have their liver damaged tonight? <laughs> I literally, I literally did have that on my phone. I had, a, it was like, damage, it was like 25 or 30 people. Liver and I would send out, I would just damage. send out the name of the bar. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so yeah, funny. You told me you were doing this uh, project and I was hammered and- It was know. cold outside. I had to drag him out and like Rachel is-, is, is uh, He was in a compromising was position. was like, you shouldn't no, do that. He looks pissed off and-, and, and No, no. To be yeah, honest he, with you, I, I, I didn't want to nah. do it at first. Yeah, at first I didn't want to do it. I, we had he just done like do a it. million months of touring that year. It was a, that was a big year of touring for us, I think. And I remember just thinking, man, the last thing I want to do is another fucking project. We were right also now. playing you know. a festival the next day, and you played on my 24-inch uh, kick drum, <laughs> and your hands were all fucking sloppy that's, and destroyed. Right. They were <laughs> cut, like, cut up, and you're like, dude, I got to play in front of like 30,000 people tomorrow, and now I'm playing on your shitty Rogers. Get, I did not my say life. that. Oh, my God. I would never <laughs> say that. That's not how I speak. <laughs> I, I, I know. That. That's yeah. how it's I remember fine. it. You don't have to worry. We know. Oh, ben, ben has one <laughs> impression that he fucks. does. Yeah, I would be like, oh, man, my hands are so my inner monologue. It's how I, how I yeah. think it happened. Actually, That's while crazy. We're on that, this, this Honestly, I don't know how you're so happy. You must live in hell then. <laughs> That's how you hear people all the time. Poor guy. Uh, oh, man. It's true. <laughs> Corey, did you want to tell him how we need a quote from our PR people? No, I don't. But uh, <laughs> this seems like the most inopportune time to derail the conversation. So I was, I was going to hold off. Did I stop it again? <laughs> Did I, did I, I have no idea what we were even talking about. We were talking about what's happening in quarantine, and then he talked about drinking in World of Warcraft. I was going to make some funny <laughs> comment about how I lost right, Brock for an entire week when freaking Final Fantasy VII came, remake came out. It was like Brock was like this the whole time. Nice. <laughs> I, I actually quit World of Warcraft uh, in January, right before the pandemic. So that was... <laughs> Awesome timing. <laughs> so now you're back on Crown and back on World of Warcraft. No, 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 no. So I, I stopped drinking. I started, this is July now, or basically. And I stopped drinking uh, in, in uh, April, uh, the beginning of April. Uh, and not because I, I felt I needed to quit drinking or anything. Fuck that. Uh, I just, I, I drink to be, I drink. Uh, this I drink, is not a quitter. No, no. It's just, I, I like drinking socially. I love drinking socially. Yeah, I love drinking I with people, yeah, doing with you shots, and, you know, doing the whole nine yards. So if I'm not going out, I'm not drinking. I mean, the first mm. couple of weeks and, or a month I was home, I was still drinking a little bit and calling some friends stuff, but then eh, just fell by the wayside. This is literally my first beer. But uh, so, uh, so, so wait a minute. Is beers. the pandemic saving your life from cirrhosis? I know, probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, this maybe. Is the, this is like, like, you didn't get 2020. You got like yeah. saved. Yeah, yeah no, what's, what's like, killing me? What's killing me now is Grubhub. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm the laziest pile of shit. And every night's pizza night or fucking sub night or oh, I had pizza the other night. I'll be healthy tonight and get a roast beef sub. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DoorDash. DoorDash is my oh, is like God. my savior. Shipped. Yeah. yeah, it's oh just. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's so easy. It's it's bad. Like it I'm so with this like where it is now with with Amazon Prime and everything on demand. Yeah. I don't. I have no patience to do anything uh, like if i'm working i'm like oh, I, I could take a lunch break and go make something and, and do all i'm like oh no i'll just door dash it they'll show up they leave it at your door now and send yeah. you a text they're like it's outside so you're like well, it's, it is. it's door dash to people yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, it's door. they leave it at the door and they dash it's door dash yeah, yeah. <laughs> I text my they couldn't call it ding dong ditch 
I, I used to play Ding Dong Ditch, yeah, where you so just like ring, ring people's doorbells, you just fucking like blow up fish with like M80s and shit. Back before cell phones. Yeah. yeah they was up. And ring doorbells. Let's go ring that doorbell. <laughs> yeah, no, before everyone had like cameras on the neighborhood. I'm playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> See that guy in China or some, uh, it's an Asian country and the guy's got 68 cell phones on his bicycle. He's got like a freaking Christmas tree. Wait, why? 68 cell phones, this For old what guy. purpose? Look up Grandpa Pokemon Go, I think. Is, oh, it's he, a Pokemon come Go right up. Oh my God, that's insane. And he rides around on his he bicycle. He's probably a Star Set fan. 60, probably. 68 cell phones on it. But they're all in front of him. Like, where's, uh, he must run into people all the time. Like trying to catch Pokemon. He's oh literally catching them all. People. <laughs> I remember, Sorry, okay, and Brock's going to oh kill God. me for telling this story, but we were in freaking, I don't know, Denmark or Norway, and it was like negative 50 degrees in the middle of December. And mm. of course, you know, no who's sun. the one that pays for, yeah, okay, first of all, half the guys are like, oh, we don't want to pay whatever for the travel pass on Verizon, but who was the asshole that paid me $10 a day to have Verizon? <laughs> so what did Brock do? He was like, oh, you need to hotspot me so I can catch Pokemon at this gym in freaking Denmark, negative 50 degrees in the middle of December, it's dark outside. I'm like getting freaking frostbite. And I'm standing there just to give him a hot spot so that he can catch some sort of Pokemon. So I love, I, I love that in 2020, in 2020, that is a rock star story. That's Think about awesome like the 19, in the 1980s, what they would be saying right now. <laughs> we started ants with Ozzy. You're like, no, we were out in the freezing cold catching oh, yeah. Pokemon. Tripping balls, except without the tripping or the balls part. People have, people have no idea like what backstage is like these days. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's hardly any partying. You get the group. Dude, there's hardly any partying. I'm like, I'm a guy, I'll go, and I try to find the other guys in other bands that I know want to party. You know, like you hear, oh, and that's like the first day of tour. Oh, Jay's the drinker. Who's the drinker? Oh, Bob Dabalina's the drinker over there. You know, like you find the drinker. Yeah, this this literally killed the party. It now did. It's just, you know what, now no, it's, it's just this. It, I think but drummers have a special talent for that, though, because Adam's like Adam is the best. I admire him so much because he's the best at like going and being like if we're on tour with like a couple different groups, if we're headlining, we have support bands. He will know everybody and everyone's names within like sure. the first couple of days. And he's, oh, he's so better great than about me. That. I don't remember anyone's names. I know. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that dude, that dude's cool. We drank our heads <laughs> off for seven hours last night. I don't know his name, though. Yeah, the rest of us are really bad at it. We're like Jason like, judges you by how many Jaeger shots you can take before you just slowly <laughs> do the Irish exit. Oh my god, the Irish exit. He's like, that's number there. 16. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, there's a lot of drummers are are the parties in the band. I think it's we're hyper. And uh it, yeah. for me, I know I know I the alcoholism crept up on me. And it was uh well it did. It didn't just all of a sudden happen one day. Like it it, it uh I used to not drink before I even played. Mm -hmm. in, in diecast but at night when you're staying at some drug dealer's house and <laughs> you have to sleep on a you know you're sleeping on uh the the, the arrow bed that your parents got you for christmas they're like ah oh, we support you yeah thank <laughs> god literally with an arrow bed yeah well yeah it's when, with you know, i tell you listen my, my parents we didn't have a lot of money we, i was a low middle class uh you know so you, you know the first time you stay at someone's house because you can't your band can't afford the the hotels all their cats fucking pop your arrow beds. You, <laughs> on, you wake up on the goddamn floor with sore arms Holy and legs. Yeah. So I would just be like, fuck that preemptive strike. It just go <laughs> right for the alcohol right before I went to bed. Just pound the shit, whatever, whatever the hell it was. I would just drink the shit out of it. I didn't give bad frog ale from 1983 <laughs> in, in your closet. Yeah, give it to me. It's got a cap on it, right? Like, wow. So yeah, so it snuck up on me. And then, you know, and then all that remains is, is a different story. I started drinking before I played and all that remains uh, just because uh, nervousness. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, like, a, like a medication for me before I play almost. It's, it's still that scary. 
Oh, well, it used to be, I mean, you guys know me now. It used to be one shot a crown before I got on stage. And now mm -hmm. it's like a half a solo cup yeah. for an hour before I <laughs> And play. you're the only person who like can do blast beats at like, you know, 250 BPM me. after. Dude, I, I. Not true, but yeah. but uh, Dude, yeah. well, I, I don't know. In my experience. There's a experience, lot of guys out there that, that can play. I, I, I can't that... believe people can play smoking pot. Like that. True. Yeah, but, that's, but... that I don't understand. But some people, yeah, that works for them flubby flubby feet is a common trait i think with a lot of drummers after they've had a few drinks unless i guess yeah. unless they're professional drinking drummers that's a, <laughs> that's a skill set <laughs> i honestly because i i don't drink while we rehearse and stuff uh but i know well, like you know what? so it's Maybe weird to me that i can even thing. do it wait this makes sense to me because what what you learn something so when you're learning the piano or you're learning the drums and you're going this is a rudiment or this is a that you're using your cerebellum all right, but like when when you Science drive, just bomb, but yes. when you start drive, so let's say Hang like you, so so when you first start, <laughs> when, when you actually get good and you, you're not thinking about it, or you're driving yeah. and you're not actually thinking about putting your foot on the gas, or whatever, that actually moves to your basal ganglia. So my guess is, his basal ganglia has been able to circumvent his drinking, and well, that he's able to be a, a, a absolutely super drummer. Well, well, because he does it when he's drunk. Because if he didn't drink, actually, he might not do as well. In fact, there's studies that suggest yeah, that if you do it mostly, ne yeah, while you're yeah, you probably suck if you don't drink before your show. Yeah, just, ner just nerves. I, I, I would tend to rush the click track maybe a little bit or mm -hmm. something. I don't know now because I haven't played. <laughs> I haven't played sober in probably I don't even know. It's got to be. It's got to be drugs, almost kids. ten years. Yeah, I know. Don't, don't, please don't try this. It's just my path, but no, I haven't but played sober in like 10 I mean, years. It's, 10 it's years, just, probably. It's just a great solution to a problem. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It works. laughs> As Corey continues to drink his drink. I need this to get through two hours with Ben. This is what, this is how I work. No, but yeah, the, these things are all relevant, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, nothing is necessarily going to enhance your baseline skill. But I mean, you know, it's just like people Practice. in classical music talk about taking beta blockers, you know, to deal with nerves. Like, Everybody has their thing that they have to do. I mean, I, I didn't even know that judge. was a thing. I didn't That's even think thing. about that. That's like some taking beta blockers. I can't believe yeah. you guys. Wow, well, no, this is Ma takes beta yeah. blockers before no, I mean... he goes and performs Stravinsky. No, yeah. I mean, I think certain people that their life is, you know, they're oh, used to performing like a certain canon of repertoire all the time. Maybe it's just second nature. I've, them, heard, you know? I've heard like rockers taking human growth hormone to look like Slash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I've heard like like Slash looks like jacked because like they take human growth hormone but i haven't Probably, heard of beta I blockers on H, i don't know if those dudes some of those dudes are on hgh hgh is a really tough regimen and it's really hard on your liver you well, gotta really your guys most, your most of those guys are doing fucking, testosterone your guys i know i know a lot of guys that do in bands from touring now tons of guys if we go on tour with five bands i can guarantee you there's going to be like five or six dudes that are on testosterone injecting testosterone and steroids but hgh i've heard dudes talk about it no one touches that shit really because it's a really tough regimen i guess it's not it's very complicated you got to really know what you're doing sure you know, to do that kind of well, stuff when you're yeah when you're dealing with hormones or anything like i think that. you have I mean, to take insulin know? if you're taking hgh i think i could be Jeez. wrong but that's yeah I think that's I complicated going back a little bit to um the nerves you're talking about is that something yeah. you still deal with to this day yeah oh yeah i'm a dude i'm a jumpy person i'm hyper and i've got re i've got literally got restless leg syndrome and when i play i want to fucking i just my body just ramps up you know so mm -hmm. you know if i drink a bit before i play i'm cool put me on a click track i'm good you know and before yeah. i started drinking and all it remains uh there was about a year uh that i was on a click track and everything was fine i, I would rush the click a little bit but 
uh, in certain spots, not like always or anything like that, but it wasn't, it wasn't like bad, bad, but drinking just uh, a few drinks before he got on. Just, I was like, Oh wow. And the band was like, Holy shit, dude, you sounded fucking wicked loose <laughs> yeah. and just like, just like yeah. moving and getting into it more, yeah. you know? <laughs> so you I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm also yeah. the guy that yeah. like, if I go on a website that's and I, I used to, I don't anymore for, for a very long time. And so I could have, you know, a hundred people write nice things about me. It would be the one kid that says something shitty that will yeah. literally go across my brain while I'm playing. Just, you know, I, didn't mean it, so. I didn't mean it personally. I just thought it was some constructive criticism. I know. You ruined me. You ruined me. Now I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. So guess who I'm coming to when I need a kidney or something? Oh, my hey, gosh. You're, no, but drugs are a high pressure you're welcome. Situation. You're welcome to mine whenever you want it, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. Hey, hey same. Hey, listen. Same. Just don't go to Adam Gilbert for one. Yeah, <laughs> Siobhan. No, no, but, no, but for real, Adam Gilbert only has one good working kidney, so you get. 20, we did 20, have uh, this conversation. We did, we did. I did not know that. that. Yeah. Don't don't ask him. Yeah, Siobhan, mm. do you ever experience that uh, when you're on stage? You get do you get jitters, nervous anytime? Um, it kind of depends on the level of difficulty. Fucking Jedi, music. Dude, I mean, come on, let's be real. She no, doesn't give a shit. no, but no, no, but he's. That's a good question. You're right. I mean, sometimes I've had some debilitating nervous breakdowns before, like major classical performances. You know, yeah. because it really just depends on what are the stakes. Like if I'm going up and I'm playing with Star Set, you know, the stuff, especially because we just play it so much. You know, and the parts aren't necessarily for someone that's classically trained, not super difficult. And we just do it day in and day out. Like I can get yeah. up and probably be, yeah, like 10 drinks in and not have a problem. <laughs> but if I had to get up and play like a classical concerto where it's like you have to be like laser focused, feeling super energetic, you're by yourself in front of a ton of people. Yeah, I've had some like really bad bouts of nervousness. Yeah, so I, I bring that up because um, and it's a little bit apples and oranges because my my performance like venues are obviously different than you guys. I don't I don't tour. Um, I play a ton of uh, gigs like it, well, I used to uh, like every weekend doing different bars and clubs and stuff like that, where there, there are sets that I played a thousand times and I, there mm -hmm. could be, there could be five people. There can be a thousand people. I'm fine. I've been on mm -hmm. stage since I was 13. Like I feel very comfortable if I know what I'm doing. Uh, the past few years, I've had some great opportunities to do some kind of sideman hired gun gigs where I've flown. I did, I did a week in Nashville and I did some stuff down in Florida for a festival where it was, going in front of you know several thousand people with songs I learned the week before mm -hmm. and I remember the first time the first gig I had down in Nashville was at the Wild Horse Saloons like really cool venue huge stage like the the, the TVs behind you with brought in and this was the first show I played with this band mm -hmm. I met the band at the gig I, huh. I had learned all the songs you know like we, we you know, I, I take that back we had we had a 30 minute rehearsal at like a place down the street right before the gig but I met them that day and it was a, a, a 35 minute set with songs that I'd never played with them before. And it was the first time that I stepped on stage. And I went, holy shit. I was like shaking. And I've been playing gigs for 15, 16 years. And, and it was the first time that I was like, oh my God, it took me by surprise. Sure. Um, and, it, and it was just that first time that I was like trying to, it was like cramming homework. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was the weirdest thing. I, I thought I was super prepared. I played those things for a week straight, every song I, I had charted mm -hmm. out. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. And as soon as I stepped on stage and I'm like, oh my God, I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there are so many different levels to preparation. Well, you know, the great you know, of course. This is why you should be a DJ, because because for me <laughs> that experience happened when I wa went to the House of Blues. I got paid to be at the House of Blues, and they gave me the green room at the House of Blues. It said DJ Benny Goodman. I walked in. I made myself a chocolate milk. I realized that all the the catering was there for me. I wasn't stealing someone else's catering. And then I went on stage and played "Fight for Your Right to Party" in front of a bunch of fucking <laughs> soccer moms and, and thousands of people actually. And um, I danced around with my friend Alicia. Um, and it, it, I got paid for that. 
And I said to myself, like, this is fucking awesome. And they thought, they thought we were great. I played like How Will I Know by Whitney Houston and some guy like looked at me like you you like know the right song. Were you, were you worried about fucking up pressing play? Like, <laughs> no, but that's the thing. So the funny, I didn't want to be the one to say it. Like, you know, you guys could do all these things and then like that moment for me was just pressing play. But the funny part was there was a band setting up ahead of time. They were a company band. This is a private party that um, got rented out the House of Blues and the bass player for 20 minutes is going back and forth and like they're going into my sound check, which is literally just a line check. One, two, hello. Like that's all I want. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Like, guys, get it done. And the bass player's going, they're like, oh, test the XLR cable, test the line. And I literally go and I walk all the way down and I just turn the thing off from standby. And then and the thing goes boom, super loud. And I'm like, there you go, guys. I'm a DJ. Can I just do my one, two check? And I literally played like, you know, fuck the police by NWA for like three seconds and went like one, two, three. And I like walked off and that, and poof. Oh You're my so God. Cool. <laughs> well, anyway, no, but I mean, but no, but there's really nothing that can replace experience, you know? And so yeah. like, if I'm talking from the perspective of a violinist, like that's why we spend like 60 to 70% of our practice time working on technique every single day, because at the end of the day, if you're going to get nervous or there's going to be something that's thrown at you, at least you know that you've got your technique like in the bag, you know. Yeah, that's what J- Jason Richardson joined our band, and uh, I don't know if you know if you're if any if anyone out he's there is an familiar animal. with he Jason. Is, he's, he's ridiculous. He's he's, phenomenal. he's so ridiculous at playing that it made us for her. Siobhan actually is doing a bunch of guitar solos um, where she's copying um, guitar players. You should check out Jason Richardson. <laughs> you want to do something <laughs> good? Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing is. So, no, so I, I, I mean, tell you something serious, with, Jason. You know. I'm telling you for real that even the greatest guitar player in the world still pales in comparison, in my opinion, to Siobhan on a bad day. That's the, I'm telling you. Sure, she's sure. Gone against, she's gone that, against. No, that's good. No, go, go look the, into some of Jason's stuff. It's you have to look at it. I will. I will. Fucking ridiculous. I challenge you. Can, will, uh, will, will, can I ask you this? If Siobhan plays something up to Jason's level, will you show it to Jason and make him play it with Siobhan? Uh, he, he would. I bet you he would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, Jason's, Jason's really cool. Jason's really cool, really nice guy, and he loves playing guitar. He loves music, and he mm-hmm. loves practicing, and he loves playing complicated shit. And he just mm-hmm. likes, you know, being out there and, and playing near the top of his ceiling and everything. The, the well, Siobhan is, is every day is having, awesome. is having like uh, you know guitar saying, When we heard that he wanted to join the band, we were like, shit. Like, <laughs> I remember Phil was like, dude, we, we have to rehearse more. Like That's so funny that you would think out. it would be the other way around. Wow. I'm not, no, yeah. I'm not Mike joking. Like, because, because, because he did this video of him playing Chiron and we were just like, oh my God, like we got to really step it up to have this dude in the band because we can't just, you know, be like here and he's here. Like we got to at least get well, closer. That was the weirdest yeah. thing, you know, seeing like, him play the ridiculous. stuff live. The first time I saw him play it live, he it never was weird. fucks up. It was weird it's because, amazing. listen, Ollie is, was a, was a, Unbelievable. Never will there be another Ollie Herbert. Yeah. We love him and what a composer. But like Ollie would, would fling webs at you and he would hold the guitar <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. he'd flip things <laughs> around. Like playing the, playing the actual parts wasn't yeah, the highest thing on sec- his list when secondary. he was playing. <laughs> yeah, it was secondary. It wasn't. It wasn't. So, That's just what so he did, you know? When you see him live, like sometimes it'd be like, you know, Van Halen genius and sometimes you're like, oh, well, he missed that one. Yeah, um, yeah. Jason, when you see Jason live, it's like if you saw Ollie and Ollie no. practiced way harder and then just see, played it fucking perfect. Let me tell you, Jason's got a tough path, man, because I because every show that we play, there'll be our fans there and there's definitely a contingent just for Jason. Mm-hmm. And they are on his side of the stage, and their fucking eyes are glued. Wow! <laughs> and I swear to God, it's it's like the 
I think he might have missed that second thing on the front. <laughs> oh my god! You know, literally like, every classical music audience. Oh my because, god! Like, that's because no, he's no, I'm not saying level. all those kids. I'm no, not saying all those extra. kids are like that. I'm not saying yeah. all those kids no. are like that, no, but, but, no, but he definitely but that's the, the type of constituent you know? he would he would attract. You know, people that are like perfection. Yeah, if you haven't heard this stuff, check it out. It's it is really ridiculous. He is the most. I'll go on record as saying he is the most insane guitar player to come out there since John Petrucci. Like as far as like just like extra level like i read something and you could tell us if this is true jason that like he literally programmed stuff in like his computer that he thinks he can't play and then figures out how to play it like things he thinks are inhuman he does, he does everything i'm not joking the kid does everything he practices he programs. do you think he'll, do you think he'll play on lost symphony everything. for our, for our last song with Maybe, with marty friedman you, you gotta ask him okay, well, reach out reach out he, to him I tried. He won't answer any of my Instagrams. Well, maybe that's that's your answer. <laughs> yeah, you're you reaching out to him on Instagram. <laughs> I don't have his number. You don't even turn my calls. He's trying to slide into the DMs. <laughs> well, before we get off of this, we're doing we're doing a, a final record, a chapter three, which we haven't talked about for Lost Symphony, which is our actually our sponsor. We haven't talked about yeah, yet. Let's talk about this. Chapter sponsor. one and chapter two, but the third one is going to be for our friend Ollie Herbert who we all have in common, who brought us all together. And we're doing one last song, and I'm going to say it. Maybe I'm going to jinx it, but I'm just going to fucking say it. I asked Scott Benson tonight, but our joke between Ollie and I, um, so Jason introduced Ollie um, to me because when the first thing he said when he listened to our record uh, or our song was, I bet you Ollie would like these guitar guys. It wasn't like, oh, this was great to do. He was like, no, Ollie will love this. I had no <laughs> idea who Ollie was. Um, but when Ollie and I got together, um, we used to talk all the time about these fictitious scenarios of like, what if we got Eddie Van Halen to mow the lawn <laughs> when we got, you know, uh, yep. Alex Skolnick from Testament to do like the bushes. Um, and really the, the ultimate one for us was like, what if we got Marty Friedman and Nuno Betancourt? And for Jason, this is true, uh, for the last song that we've just added on to um, the Ollie tribute, we've gotten the okay from our record label. We've, we've convinced Marty to come out of hiding in Japan to do another song, which he always, he's always been grateful and awesome and what a wonderful yeah. guy. And Nuno, who's a little bit um, more wary, and I love Nuno, he's my man crush. I like I literally, it. I love that guy. Um, has of, as of this moment, has agreed to play on the song. And if Jason Richardson would like to play on it, I don't see how you could get any more <laughs> cool than that. Because yeah. Nuno and Marty were, were my favorites. And the one guy that, that Ollie used to say Dude, all get the time Tony, was, McAl Tony McAlpine. I love Tony McAlpine. Listen, so. I like Tony McAlpine. But the, but the thing is, these are what Ollie and I said was Marty and Nuno. But he used to how about, always... How about Al DiMiola? Al DiMiola is up that. there. That would be amazing. But he used to always say Jason Richardson. I didn't know who Jason Richardson was until Ollie showed Definitely me. Definitely Jason, yeah. yeah he I'll talk to Jason me. about it. So I'm telling you yeah. that like, for Ollie's sake, that's... He told me about it, so I'm so happy. When I saw that he was playing for you, I was like, this is so right. Because when, when Phil said Ollie would, would have wanted this, like, that wasn't just some PR shit. That was true. No, I remember uh, when Ollie we, would have wanted this all day. Yeah, uh, when, when, when we played the, fir the first time I saw Jason, I think he was playing in Born of Osiris. And we were, we were like, in, I think we were in Maine. Which is weird that I'm remembering anything because that's that's just strange. But <laughs> so I, there was a, the, the club that's up there. I forget the name of uh, is the, the way it's set up where the band can come out of the back room and you stand. You, there's this cool balcony thing that overlooks the stage. And I remember I was back there warming up because we, we were going on last. And and uh, Ollie comes in. He's like, Jay, I know you're warming up, but you got to see this guitarist play. He's fucking awesome. He's one of the best guitarists I've ever seen. I'm not even joking. He dragged me out to see Jason Richardson play guitar. 
So awesome. to, yeah. since that time, it was years that he, anytime anyone would talk about guitarists and stuff like that, he was always saying, Jason Richardson's the best I've ever seen. Jason Richardson's best of best. Oh, so, wow. True story. so when Jason, when Jason, when, yeah, when Phil said to us, dude, Jason wants to fill in. It's perfect because he's like literally Ollie was saying he's, I don't know if he was Ollie's favorite guitarist, but he, he thought that Jason was the best guitarist out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. it was just like a no brainer. Well, yeah. In fact, I can clarify this because Ollie and I had many conversations about this because we were, you know, Ollie was a super nerd that would talk oh, about yeah. scales all day and he would tell you why he liked people better than another person. And we talked about, so Marty Friedman, we agree, and Nuno Benacord, we agreed were the tastiest. Reason. Dragon's we're just, Kiss, that yeah, album yeah, yeah, the, Exactly. We're the tastiest and had the best ability, but we disagreed. Uh, growing up, they, they just set the bar. But as far as newcomers, as far as sheer technique, yeah, Jason Richardson is literally like, if you had a guitar machine He's, sent uh, from outer space, I said, just play. <laughs> but you got to watch it, Siobhan. In fact, I... One, I want to encourage him to play with Siobhan, but we, we are doing one last song. So we're going to surprise Richard Shaw by telling him, because his, his favorite guitar player is Nuno. Um, and he wanted to pay homage to, to Ollie. Um, but if we could get uh, Jason, because when I came to see your show, I was too embarrassed to even ask you to introduce me because I was just, I didn't feel like it was a proper, like, hey, he's man. like nice. He's I, just in his, like, if he's, if he's backstage and he's just practicing, he just looks intense. He's actually a nice guy. Yeah, mm. I, I was looks super intense, but he's not. Well, he like, if you're the loves video games us, and anime and you know everything else. He's wearing like you know uh, what is, what the heck was he wearing? Uh, like Zelda shorts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did start talking about Ollie there, and 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 how kind of it was Jason. You introduced us to him as far as the the project goes. Yeah, you did. Ollie is such a huge part. He's he's on every record. You know, we everything. we had I. I know Ben and I had the privilege of spending just so much time working with him in the studio uh, and that wouldn't have happened without you introducing us to him. Kind of like reminisce a bit about that freaking awesome wizard that we get to hang out with. Mm, yeah. I know, I know that Jason has some like tour stories. We, 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 I don't know. We were drinking and I forget now, but um, you guys definitely, he wasn't much of a partier, right? Uh, not really. And, and I don't know why. I think there was so- it was just being a, some, I think most of the time it was money, to be honest with you. <laughs> yes. I mean, literally, like, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. by the way, like we could have, we could have, we literally could <laughs> make $250,000 in a year and he still wouldn't go to Dunkin' Donuts across the street and get a fucking coffee with the rest of us. He'd walk yeah. down the street three blocks to the fucking Suntime Inn and get a free coffee out of their goddamn machine and then get back to the fucking, <laughs> walk into the tour bus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and be like no no this coffee's really good i got creamers and he'd have, he'd have seven or eight free creamers in his pocket so it didn't I'm matter he sure literally that- could have two hundred thousand dollars in the bank and it wouldn't matter he just yeah it's just the way he did shit i'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure benny benny knows that from his fridge right. emptying out every so, time he came to record me knowing and, yeah, this and, and actually one time when he was trying to get home he took the train and he was like i got a guy like, what do you mean you got a guy? He's like, I got a guy who's going to hook me up. Oh, like, he had fans. Ticket for me. Like, he had, yeah, he had fans. Anyone that was a fan of him, if they had something going he had on, he knew how to, going, like, he, he had no, no shame about, like, cool, you work for Amtrak? Can I get free tickets? <laughs> and what are they going to say? They're like, they're like I, love, you know, I love your band. I love your music. Sure. You know, cool. so more yeah. power to him. That's kind of cool. 
Can I, mean, I drive the like, train? You know, that was the most rock star thing all he ever did was demand free Amtrak tickets. Oh, no, he's done so much stuff like that. <laughs> so much stuff like that. So funny. And he never, and let me tell you, he never would demand stuff. He would be sure. very silly about the way, you know, you know, Wally, you know, how he would ask, like, so, uh, how about, uh, how about those tickets? <laughs> Yeah, you, never just, you said you're picking up dinner tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> I still, he bought, a, I never saw him buy fucking anything. And I have a coffee mug at my house. It's because he knows I'm a Scorpio. And he went out and bought me a coffee mug for my birthday one year. And I'm like, what the fuck? Coffee. And like, I remember like Phil and Mike came in the bus and I'm just sitting there with a puzzled look on my face. And they're like, what's up, man? I'm like, all, all he just bought me a mug for my birthday and they're like what <laughs> so random the most fucking random thing ever and this mug i mean it's i i will never ever get rid of this this thing it must have been like 50 cents I mean, it's like it's like one of those it's like one of those coffee mugs that you find at the dollar store like it's it's ceramic but there's definitely air bubbles in there because it saved it saved the company money. It's because it weighs it weighs like three ounces. Oh my god! I, love, I fucking love it. It's my favorite fucking thing. I uh, dude, I'm gonna send you a picture of this fucking mug, and you gotta run it when you run this we podcast. Will, we will. We're gonna dude, have a big photo. Dude, you of have it. no when you when you see this fucking thing. I'm crying right now. I'm you're crying. gonna die laughing. Seriously, I can, I can tell you. Uh, it's not as funny as that, but it's it's damn close. The funniest thing I ever saw was so Ollie came over one day and he was like, "Hey man, this is my favorite story of Ollie that it, isn't yeah. the band." Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was he was like he was like, "Hey hey man," he's like, "I want to look cooler on stage." Oh, and I was I was, I was like, maybe you should buy some fucking clothes, dude, that like are disgusting. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he's like, well, I don't want to I don't want to spend a lot of money. I'm like. Yeah, I know. No, I know. You just like Jason just told me you got like a crazy amount of money off like publishing like advance. Like, yeah, like that's going that's going towards like my house and things. Yeah, cool. All right, well, let's go to H and M because everything there is made by children in Singapore that are crying. Um, so we went to H and M, and first off, I was responsible for like the two pairs of jeans they had that were like black and like fitted and all that sort of stuff. But watching- They, they six, started to turn gray. I six <laughs> foot four, but the thing is that there was one point, so in between the man section, there's a baby section and then it's like <laughs> down an escalator at H&M. And poor Ollie had never been into a store anything like this, like never. Never had he ever been into a store like H&M. Uh, so he was like, he was completely yeah. perplexed. So all of a sudden, like when he tried on some stuff, he walked out. And first off, there was a few things like I, I don't know if you've gone in H and M and tried. Wait, 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 wait! Did he like audition them for you? He did. He, he did. He tried a few things on, and some of them so, were just. Um, you, you, you were like, "Oh my it. god, this is so bad!" It was like Saved by the Bell looking. You're like, "No." So I walked off because I thought he was done, and I could see him because he's like six four. I'm like looking over, he's like Ben, Ben, and he's first he's like kind of quiet, then he's like Ben. Ben and like he's like looking through the baby section and he's starting to panic he's like Ben Ben and then I can see him looking for his phone and then he realizes he has no service because we're underground in H&M and nobody and it was so funny I watched him like go around in a total panic for about five <laughs> yeah. minutes and I was like I'm right here man you look terrible don't get those pants <laughs> oh that's God. you gotta dude I'm sorry I hate to call you out but Corey you gotta tell the story about the about the uh, the drone oh my God thing. 
is the fun- I told right, I told so- that to the band they fucking died laughing they were like that oh my true. god I was right there for that that yeah, was fucking yeah. hilarious so we were um we were having a Fourth of July cookout uh so I, I don't know how this happened we must have gone to a show like like a few weeks prior and uh you know was throwing up for- throwing a Fourth of July cookout and Ollie was there and was like hey man like if you want to go like you want to come like like swing on down uh we were probably working on the record actually and uh i was like there's no way ollie's gonna show up you it, know, was Ham- I- it was hampton beach it's actually the exact set list i had yeah, jason yeah. sign yeah, i have so it on like, my wall <laughs> there's no way ollie's gonna show up to my house and like come to my cookout like it's just you don't picture ollie like in a summery day like <laughs> like bar- <laughs> yeah, bar- bar- barbecue no, outside so so we're having the party and and everything's going cool we're just drinking and hanging out there the day and then like around the corner walks ollie like just oh like just not dressed very summery by the way like very like, <laughs> oh, no, like no. All, all, all black, black. he just walks around and triple x hoodie yeah, yeah and, and, and like those old school jeans from like like the gap yeah, from yeah. like 1997 yeah. they're like flare bottom or something the, hoodie, the yeah. hoodie's been wearing so much that it looks like a bell bottom yes <laughs> yeah no yes. He's, he's got like the uh the whole like 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 monk thing going on but yeah. uh he comes around and you know he knows no one there like ben's there he knows him and, and but he came around and he had like a blast like we hung out we partied all day he, you know he had his dogs with him and uh like <laughs> we were hanging out he's kayaking he kayaked on my lake in his full like rock and roll regalia. it was really weird it was surreal <laughs> to watch I, oh all he would do things all he would do he he did things more than anyone in the band does things like he yeah, goes and he does was, things yeah was, not like you, you, you kind of get the impression that he's a little more like shy but he was you know well, in, his, off in his but you were a safe area because he felt safe right, around but, you and and a lot of my friends there you know they were super cool no like a couple people knew who he was but most people were just like oh this is your buddy cool yeah what's up man like let's have some beers so he's drinking he's having a good time Pictures like then, handing uh, him fucking burgers yeah we're feeding it's the most he's time. eating all week <laughs> no for real yeah, so right. i take so, some of these home so yeah. I, at, at one point, uh, we just gotten a drone that we were using in some video shoots. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get some drone footage of the party. So I grabbed it and uh, I, I brought it out. and I'm, I'm flying it around, getting some cool angles and all these things. And at one point, Ollie kind of walks up to me. He's just like, I have a drone. And like, <laughs> Which is what? random. By the way, none of us knew he had a drone. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's <laughs> like, like yeah, two days I got a drone. Birthday. Yeah. Yeah. He got a first birthday. He's like, I got, I got July a July 10th. It's, it's in the trunk of my car. I'm like cool man like do you want to try it out he's like yeah yeah so he runs out he grabs it now my drone was one of those like videography drones and so it's it's pretty much idiot proof it, it'll it'll balance itself it'll 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 auto land it does all these things it's very easy to fly you can't really mess it up uh you can, so, but it's harder yeah i did fly into a tree at one point but i wasn't paying attention uh so ollie brings out this drone and it's it's a nice one it's a it's a really cool kind of bigger one but it's like a a sportier drone, which is more, I think, for people that are into like it's aerial. like a KB Toys one that was like a hundred yeah. bucks off Amazon. I, so he, he's like super excited. He's like, I don't know how to use this, like set it up, kind of thing. So <laughs> of course. now all my friends are like pumped. So we're all drunk, just like putting it together, putting the batteries in, looking at this thing, and uh, and it, we finally get it together, and we hand him the remote, and he's like, All right, what do I do? And I'm like, Well, we get just fire it up, like let's see what happens. I want to say in hindsight, I was like, take it easy. Like, don't, don't go crazy. And he's like, yeah, no, 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 it's fine. Like, and so <laughs> he, he, he gets it on, it turns it on and he hits the button and it starts to rise up and he's got like this like big smile and everyone's like, yeah, like hits the button and it goes flying straight out over the lake and dunks into the water. 
<laughs> and as it's going, as it's going forward, he just bails. He goes, take it, take the remote. Take, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, fix it, fix it. And it just went That's straight. That's exactly what would happen to me. <laughs> it just, it flies out and me just a beeline into the water. And like, I think one of, one of my friends like dove in the water to grab it and I like pull it out. And, and Ollie just took the remote, put it on the table and walked away. <laughs> oh, poor Ollie. I love that. I told that to the guys. They died laughing. It, it worked for maybe 43 seconds. Oh, my yeah, God. That, maybe that's less. Gen- that's generous. That, that was probably, probably less. Uh, do you still have that footage, by the way? The the drone footage? Not of that incident, but I, it's, but, I have the fourth. Well, uh, yeah, that, I don't think yeah, it was yeah, actually yeah. filming. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do have the footage from that that uh that day <laughs> yeah it was it was the most like the joy to panic was immediate yeah oh and yeah then, and his his first reaction was just to hand the thing like someone else do this well you know like, he was sitting on the couch post gaming with brian pitcher for like two hours yeah. and pitcher was indulging him because brian pitcher likes talking about things like that he's like you know what maybe if i just press the up button instead of the down button you know he's what a, i mean he's a good dude i like brian we're gonna put some rice on it we're gonna stick it in the back the thing's going to be good as we'll new tomorrow. New You're fine. We'll get you a new yeah. engine because only one of the engines was broken. So Brian's like, we can figure it out. It'll, it'll fly. It'll fly again. <laughs> um, we're coming up on an hour, guys. Do you want to take a uh, little break? We're going to do part, this part one of the podcast. Well, you can come into the air conditioning if you want, Jason, and we can give it like a five-minute break unless you want to keep rocking and rolling. I know. You got me out here next to your cat litter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, very, very accommodating. Hi, here's my dog. <laughs> Super pro podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't. I didn't you know, know you actually wanted to come to my house, man. Like, holy shit, this is Don't awesome. Worry. I got, I got, I got to tell you, I'm honored that the fact that you actually came out. Like, I've been very socially distant, and you've yeah, been socially same here. distant. This is literally the first thing I've done and, since and, and, Febu- and, February. And our show is called 2020, which is about being socially distant, at least at the moment. And I'm really honored. I mean, we're in separate rooms doing yeah. a podcast, <laughs> but I'm really honored that this was the thing that you chose to do. I'm like, yeah, I got a computer that can put, you know, the, whatever we're using on it, Zoom or whatever. Uh, I'm like, how about I just come over? You got a studio, you know, it's like, yeah. I feel like just getting out. Well, you know, I, just make it I, definitely have the, I definitely have some COVID fatigue, but I'm not yeah. that jerk. I'm not that jerk who goes to the store without a mask and stuff. But, you know, it's, 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 it's being nice to actually see someone else. You know, there's like three people I see. For months right. on end. Well, Cindy makes it. really good fucking brownies, so I'll tell you that that was worth it. Yeah, I haven't it. eaten it yet. It you looks probably delicious. Should. So, right, well, moist. Listen, do we want to give it 10 minutes and we'll just keep it yeah. running? It'll come yeah, back. Yeah, we'll take a hiatus. Yeah, yeah. yeah people, sure. that wa- people that are watching won't know that, but it's cool. Thank you, Jason. Uh, stay tuned for part two. What what Corey said. Thank you, Jason. Stay, stay tuned for part, <laughs> part two. Part two coming soon. 2020. It's not because of me that we're LostSiphony.com, chapter one, chapter two.
One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, 
We're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.